1: Welcome to controversial conversations the podcasts in this series are a dramatization of debates concerning subjects that may be controversial the views expressed are not necessarily those of Montana's peer network or the staff or board of Montana's peer network we hope to provide both sides of the controversy and to model ways that others can respectfully disagree and discuss difficult topics. Today we're here to talk about uh, the case against Purdue Pharma, and as of November 24th, 2020, the opioid manufacturer Purdue Pharma pleads guilty to fraud and kickback conspiracies. They pled guilty on November 24th to conspiracies to defraud the United States and violate the anti-kickback statute, and they also agreed to a criminal fine of 3.54 billion and an additional 2 billion in criminal forfeiture. There's general unsecured bankruptcy claim for recovery of 2.8 billion to resolve its civil liability under the False Claims Act. The Sackler family has agreed to pay 225 million in damages to resolve its Civil False Claim Act liability.
0: So Ashley, what are your thoughts? I've looked at both sides of this and I, I think this is a controversial conversation because, you know, the, there is a lot of families that are coming forward now who want the Sacklers to personally pay for the damages done during this opioid crisis. And I, and I absolutely am on the side of standing firm with the families that they should be held criminally liable for their knowledge in what they were doing within their company. So I think the Sackler should should be held to account. I have
1: a couple of questions with regard to that that, that I haven't been able to find answers on. And, you know, did they, did they go into the creation of the medication with the intention of malice? You know, did they did they create the medication with malicious intent? Um, Were they aware of the shady dealings of organization of, of members of their organization that were not owners or parts of the board? So those are just some questions that I have, because, you know, there's we are in a capitalistic society. The aim is to make money. So where where are the lines drawn? Because isn't the purpose of going into an organization or creating a corporation to protect your personal monies.
0: You know, I I see your point. I would agree that if you're working ethically, then you should be protected. But in the research that I did uh, regarding this topic is the Sackler family was not working ethically once they became aware. I'm sure they went into it with the knowledge that, Hey, this is a, this is an amazing drug that was really, it was, it was designed for like terminal cancer patients. Right. And they saw how much, how much they were selling for the terminal, you know, market, right. If that's, if that's what you want to call somebody's pain is a market, that's, that's what, what they saw. And, and they really went in with their, with their marketing and. And yes, I could say it's it's a, it was a decision based on the on the company, but the the people who were making the decisions and were in the top positions of power that could get anything done at that company were the tacklers. They were at every level of decision making when it came to, hey, okay, so we have a market here. Let's start marketing um, just elderly people, right? Let's let's start marketing these people. And so I think they definitely knew that what they were doing was wrong. Back in 2007, they had a, another case where they admitted their wrongdoing and they continued the practice after that. So, I mean, they were definitely not in the dark about it. And I, I think if, if this is, if this is going to be a change in, in systems, in, in corporations, right? This is where it starts is if you're not working ethically, then you can be held personally accountable. Right. But then it goes to
1: other issues, um, you know, drug reps, drug reps go into every single clinic in the United States and they push their products, uh, marketing them as safe. And, you know, it, we haven't had this drug on the market for 50 years, right? We don't know what a lot of the dangers of the medication were whenever they started. And of course the FDA, they push approvals. And I think a lot of times those approvals are pushed without a thorough understanding of the implications that can arise decades down the road you know, because we just don't have the 20 or 30 years to put into research on medications for, for that to happen. So where does the responsibility ultimately lie? Is it with the owners of the company that manufactured the product? Or is it with the doctors, providers, the drug reps that are pushing this medication as safe? And then, of course, on into the doctors that are working in shady clinics and they are writing bogus prescriptions, high volume prescriptions, and that's what's getting it out to the underground drug market and individuals in the community that may not necessarily need that specific medication.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there is a lot of people that are responsible for this for this epidemic. I don't believe it was just one, one person, but I believe that it, the accountability has to start from the top down, right? So if we hold the Sackler family personally liable for this, then you know, all of these litigations can can go to to the other people that were involved. But on that on that point, there was a huge, huge education piece that the Sackler P family put in to where all of these people who were involved in the ultimate demise of the patients who were taking this medication and then became addicted, they, they, they educated at colleges, at pre-med students. They, they went and educated at the clinics, right? And this wasn't, this was their company, right? Educating the big drug rep men, you know, the drug manufacturers or the drug reps, they were educating them. So there was a bias there right of course they're not going to let them see both sides because they ultimately wanted them to sell the drugs so they they put all of those places in 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 effect and you know if you think of it from a business standpoint for for a, for a different drug that wasn't as lethal as this one was it would make sense but this was a lethal drug and once you were aware that this is a lethal drug and this is not the purpose, then you change your, your tone, right. As a company, you change your tone. And I think greed and from what I read in research of this, to me, it came out as pure evil, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just think that then you should have changed. And the Sacklers, once they, once they, they realized, and this is kind of why I am more towards like, let's hold them personally accountable. Right. Once they learned that the heat was coming down on them about this, right, on their company, they did some personal shifting of company money into personal bank accounts, right? Because they knew that they could hide behind the corporate the corporate safety, right? This corporate safety, like, oh, this is a corporation, I'm safe. But let me take the money out of my corporation and put it into offshore accounts, into ski resorts, into all of these things that, you know, is my personal gain and because the heat's coming down. And so I think that needs to be brought to light that you guys knew what was going on. And so you shifted so you could personally profit, but you didn't shift so these families could still have their loved ones in their lives.
1: Right. And, you know, I think it's, I think it goes beyond that. I think that there's actually two separate issues. You know, there are, there's collusion and misappropriation of funds that were used as a kickback, you know, whether it's directly to them or whether it's, it's monies that were caught up in the whole, oh, we're going to pay off these providers for marketing our product. Um, And, so I don't know. To me, I don't know if I if I believe that that means that they should be responsible for the billions of dollars in in fees and fines to make up for the deaths of the individuals that occurred um, and and the crisis, the addiction crisis that OxyContin has created, because it it still goes from more than just them right? The, the doctors that were prescribing this medication knew and the providers that were working in these underground clinics, <laughs> writing all of these prescriptions for medication that ended up in the, the drug market. To me, they should be held accountable as well. And while I understand that, you know, they're, they're the owners of the organization, If they had direct knowledge and that can be proven of all of this other stuff, then yes, by all means, hold them accountable. But if they don't have direct knowledge, because there are times whenever company owners don't have, they're not immediately involved. You know, they have board of directors, they have executive officials within their organizations, and they may not always be privy to the actions of those individuals that trickle down to the ground level, right? So that's just where my concern is at this point.
0: Yeah, it's a valid, it's a valid concern. You know, I was, I was doing a little bit more research about, you know, the personal interactions of the Sackler family and they did a lot of like philanthropy and, and charity work and even the charities and, um, philanthropy organizations that they had donated to wanted to separate themselves from the personal donations. Right. And so you know, if I, I look at that as a as a big picture, right? Like, so if these companies who that's what they do is try to get donations and, and you know, charitable donations to them to continue to run, say, ah, we don't want your money, right? And then this, this wasn't like Purdue Pharma. This was personal Sackler family members. And within that family, there was some who, who distanced themselves from their own family because of, you know, to me, from what I read, it sounds like they know what's coming, right? They know what's coming and they want to, they want to distance, them, distance themselves so they're not personally liable, right? As just being the Sackler name. There's uh, definitely some communications and emails that were sent out that are public knowledge now that said, you know, I don't care if this is going on. I don't care what those people did you continue right and and the person that said that needs to be held to account go say that to, to this mother who's mourning the loss of her son go say that to her face
1: so well, this is this is where i don't think they will there will ever be 100% consensus on one side or the other right and that's that's the purpose of us having these these conversations and introducing this series is to demonstrate that we can have healthy conversation, be professional whenever we have differences in opinion. I'm on the fence and I can see both sides. And I think that's why it's difficult for me to just say, oh, well, absolutely this, or, you know, absolutely no, absolutely yes, because I can see both sides of it. And I think that's, that's a good place to be too, you know, to be able to see both sides and all of the different perspectives of, of the different players involved. Ultimately, yes, I believe somebody needs to be held accountable, whether it goes beyond the Sackler family on up to the FDA. But then that's a whole other can of, of worms, right? Because the government, the feds are going to do everything they can to not be accountable for something like that, too. So even though it, I think that they have every bit as much of a part in it as the owners, the, the people
0: that produce the medication. Uh, what do
1: you think about
0: that well I think I you know my hat is off to these families who are who are standing up against this huge money motivated bureaucratic establishment right like my hat is off to them and I and I stand with them in you know what you you know you just keep trying until until you are successful or you can sleep at night right like I I truly believe that if if we want if you know as a society if we want to kind of eliminate this corporate safety because I mean there's there's different there's different things that come into play like I I think about right now the time that we're in and you know we're in a we're in a time of covid and you know part of the reason why we can't get relief is because they wanna make sure corporations are safe. Screw the people. We wanna make sure that corporations are safe. And so I think it's a conversation that needs to start to be had across this nation about um, us standing up for what we think is right and not being deterred because the other side is this big scary shark with these teeth that that could hurt us, you know what I mean? And we're just gonna we're just gonna go in, you know. So I I can definitely agree with you on that part. Um, you know,
1: indiv- being individuals in recovery, um, we we we've been through a lot of stuff. And one thing, you know, accepting the status quo as the way it's all just because it's the way it's always been is not well, for me anyway, it's not what I represent anymore. I am no longer willing to just accept the things I cannot change. I am working towards changing those things which I can accept. And I think that that goes right along with what you said, you know, we have to really start taking a deep look at structures and the status quo in various situations, uh, just because and no longer choose to accept it just because that's the way things have always been, right? We, we've we got to step up and really start standing up for what's right, because that's the only way that we're going to affect change across the board. And it starts with one person and that's, you know, it ripples out from there. But yes, I can definitely be in agreement on that part. And so, you know, now I just would like to leave this open for our listeners, really consider where your thoughts are and what do you think about it? This is one issue, and we'll have a series of others. But you know, do you do you believe that the Sackler family owners of Purdue Pharma should be held personally responsible for the deaths and the opioid crisis that began because of OxyContin? What are your beliefs? What are your ideals? What changes do you think need to be made across the board? You start considering that and how you can advocate on a personal level and for others as we move forward. Because the opioid crisis isn't going anywhere right now. We're, we're gonna have to deal with that for quite a few years to come.
0: Well, thanks for, for debating this controversial conversation and um, look forward to seeing you guys on our next, our next round. We're gonna be talking about legalization of marijuana. Recovery works